I've never met a psychiatrist professionally and don't much want to, but just then I rather wished there was one around to talk to. It wasn't that I felt like cracking up, but when you have something profound to say, you like to have it appreciated, and it would have taken a professional really to appreciate the remark I wanted to make at that moment. There's a word for people who can't stand being out in the open with crowds staring at them, and there's another one for those who get all in a dither from being cramped into a small space. They're both common enough ailments, but I would have liked to place a bet that no one before had ever suffered from agoraphobia and claustrophobia simultaneously. With a name like mine, of course, I've never exactly sought the public eye, and usually I resist the temptation even to make bright remarks in company. Just then, though, I was wishing there was someone to hear that diagnosis of my feelings. Or maybe I was just wishing there was someone. I couldn't hear the storm anymore. The Pugnos had broken up almost where she was supposed to. She had hit the heavy weather just where the metro office had said she would, and her fuel had run out within five minutes of that time. That, even I could have predicted... Trust a bored boss to make sure that no more stored energy than could possibly be helped went down with her. There was some battery power left, though, and I had kept a running Loran check until she drifted as close to point X as she was going to. This turned out to be about half a mile. When I saw I was going on past the key spot, I blew the squibs, and poor little Pugno started to come apart amidships. She'd never been intended for any other purpose— and I hadn't fallen in love with her as some people might have, but I didn't like the sight just the same. It seemed wasteful. I didn't spend any time brooding over it, though. I ducked into the tank and sealed it and let nature take its course. By now, if static pressure instruments could be trusted, the tank and I were 800 feet down. It was very, very quiet. I knew water was going by because the depth was increasing about two feet a second, but I couldn't hear it. Any loose pieces of the boat were long gone, floatables being scattered over the Pacific and sinkables mostly preceding me toward the bottom. I'd have been disturbed as well as surprised to hear anything solid bump against my particular bit of wreckage. The silence was good news, but it still made me uncomfortable. I'd been in space once, a waste investigation at one of the board's fusion research stations, and there was the same complete lack of sound. I hadn't liked it then. It gave me the impression that the universe was deliberately snubbing me until the time would come to sweep up my remains. I didn't like it now, though the feeling was different. This time, it was as though someone were watching carefully to see what I was up to and was trying to make up his mind when to do something about it. A psychiatrist wouldn't have been much help with that notion, of course, because there was a good chance that it was true. Bert Velstral had disappeared in this volume of water a year before. Joey Elfin, as competent an engineer and submariner as could be found on Earth, had been lost track of ten months later in the same neighborhood. They were both friends of mine, and I was bothered by their vanishing. Six weeks ago, Marie Valesky had followed the other two. This was much worse from my point of view. She was not an investigator, of course. The board, as personified by its present boss, whose name I'll leave out of this account, doesn't believe women are objective enough, but that didn't mean she couldn't be curious. Also, she'd been as interested in Joey as I was in her.
Being Marie, she hadn't actually broken the letter of any regulations when she took out a board sub at Papete, but she most certainly strained the spirit of most of them. She hadn't said where she was going, and had last checked in between Pitcairn and Oejo, a thousand miles from where I was now, sinking with the remains of Pugnos. But no one who knew her had any doubts about where to look first. The boss was human enough to volunteer me for the look-see. My own inclination would have been to do just that, take a sub and see what had happened. But brains won out. Bert's disappearance could have been an accident, although there was already grounds for suspicion about the Easter Island area. Joey's vanishing within half a dozen miles of the same spot could conceivably have been coincidence. The sea can still outguess man on occasion. After Marie's loss, though, only a very stupid person would have gone charging into the region any more obviously than he could help.